Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. some things that have been on my heart and just you know with the current events and uh, just today what's going to be happening and going on um, we've been praying as I said as a church being involved with it but I had mentioned you know when things happen in the world it it's real easy to start thinking okay am I right with God (laughs) what does it mean to be right with God is there really a heaven, and is there really a hell? And I think when things happen in our lives, we go there real quick. <laughs> and we start asking questions, and we start trying to figure things out and make sure that we're right, <laughs> right? I don't think I'm the only one. Am I on the right path? Am I, am I doing what God's called me to do? It makes it real somber, like, I am going to be before Jesus one day, and it it looks like it's coming quick. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, uh, I grew up at Rama Bible Church. I'm so thankful that I grew up under um, Pastor Hagen and like Kenneth Hagen. There's, uh, we call him Dad Hagen, but just Senior Hagen. And I was just a kid when we when we moved to Tulsa. I think uh, they weren't even a church yet when my sister was in going to school, and then they started the church. And so, I mean, I think we were there just right from the get-go. And so I grew up under the word and the teaching all those years. So moms and dads, it's important. (laughs) It's so important. Just get them in church. You might say, I don't even know what to do with this kid anymore. Just get them in church. Just be faithful to have them in church. The Bible says if you'll just be faithful to do what you know to do, training them up, they'll not depart from it. They'll come back to it. So there was a time, even though I grew up all those years, there was a time that I decided, you know, to do my own thing, moved away for a while with my dad. And and all along, the things that I was doing, I knew they were wrong, showing up at the wrong places at the wrong time. But I thank God that I had a hedge of protection over me. (laughs) He was protecting me. But look, I came full circle back around. Following the plan of God for my life. Staying with him. And so, that's just an extra thing that's not in my notes. But (laughs) just moms and dads, stay faithful. And sometimes you may have to drag them to church. Drag them. Because you will be, there will be great dividends if you'll just drag them to church. (laughs) Say that. Just be consistent to do it. And if we see you dragging them in, we'll just say, okay, good job. (laughs) When they become teenagers, sometimes it may be that way. (laughs) But, you know, um, our our kids are pastor's kids, and so they're, this is like their second home. And, uh, but they don't complain. They just know that's what we do. Now, there's, there's times that they're like, oh, I don't want to go tonight, or I don't want to go to church, or I don't want to get up. But it's only a moment because they, they know we go to church. And so they get up and they come. So that we have those moments, 
where maybe they don't want to go, or you probably have those moments as an adult. <laughs> There's many here that looks like they made the choice not to come. <laughs> so they, they decided, no, I'm going to stay home today, or I know there's things going on too, so I don't want to. <laughs> but you make the choice to just be committed, to stick with it. And so that goes a long way with God and with the plan of God for your life. But, you know, Jesus is coming. And so when, when I was growing up at Rama, I remember uh, they would have ministers come in or you'd go to meetings, and uh, <laughs> there was a minister that would, uh, was big on end times. And I just remember as a kid thinking, I don't want Jesus to come. Like, I haven't lived my life yet. <laughs> like, I'm just a kid. <laughs> and like, I, I still want to get married and have kids. And I still want to have a job. You know, just the things you think when a kid, like, I still want to do this and I want to do that. Like, Jesus, don't come yet. <laughs> and you almost get scared. <laughs> but I remember the minister saying, um, You'll be able to do everything you wanted to do in your life, and Jesus will come. And that stuck with me all those years. (laughs) And so now we're getting closer. That was years ago, like 20-some years ago. That was a lot of years ago. But look at us now. And they were talking about it back then. Jesus is coming again. And it would stir you up on the inside of your to-do list. of getting things done. But now, the Bible gives us things to look for. He gives us things to look for. He says, in fact, we'll go over there, Mark chapter 13. And so I'm just going to share my heart with you today, and we're in this together. So we're just going to look in the Bible today about how I'm living my life for God. And how I can do more for God. That it's easy and it's doable. Mark chapter 13. We'll start at verse 31. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The Bible will always be. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Verse 33. Take heed, watch, and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, Or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. And he says it again. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Now, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible, these words are red. If you're on a phone, they're probably not red. (laughs) But growing up as a kid, we were always told in kids' church that when there were uh, red letters in your Bible... That meant attention. That meant take heed because you're in the army of God. And so you have to listen up. So Jesus was saying, watch. Don't let me find you sleeping. The Bible says to live ready for him. 
We don't know the day or the hour, but we know when it's close. There's summer, fall, winter, spring, our seasons. When you when summer's coming, you know it, right? Because the, the temperature changes, the leaves change, the atmosphere changes. We're coming into fall. You know it, right? The leaves are starting to change. The temperature's falling a little bit, a little cooler. Kids are back in school. You know when fall is coming. Same thing with the others. So the Bible says that you'll know by the signs. There are signs in the Bible. We're not going to go through all the signs. There are signs in the Bible that you can look for. And that when you see these things happening, know that it's close. That's all we know. It's close. So the signs are happening more and more and more and more, and they're getting quicker and quicker and quicker. (laughs) So you know what that means? (laughs) He's coming. He's coming back for you. And I don't want to be not ready. If you could change uh, something in your life, if you knew Jesus was coming back, say if we knew he's coming back in three days at 12 o'clock, we knew Jesus is coming back. What would you change? Some might have a huge list. Some might have a few things. But the one thing you would change is probably your relationship with him. I would be closer to him. Just closer. Closer to Jesus. Revelations chapter 3, verse 15. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot, but I wish that you were cold or hot, not in the middle. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, that you're miserable, that you're poor, that you're blind, that you're naked. He just said, you're you're deceived, like you don't know those things, but yet that's what you really are. That kind of sounds like the city that we're in. I counsel you to buy, to purchase from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eyesalve, that you may see. Then he goes on to say, I rebuke you, be zealous and repent. That just means like, yes, I'm with God. But it says there, go all the way with God. When I read that, go all the way. It's like if we had a fence here on both sides. It just seems to me like there's a lot of people sitting on the fence. Staying real close to the fence. Just staying real close. 
But yet God wants you to go all the way with him. He wants us to run with him. So it looks like this. You may have asked Jesus in your heart. Well, may have. I, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> you asked Jesus in your heart. Maybe you started coming to church and you're like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. This is church like I haven't seen before. It's passionate. It's full of the love of God. And then you hear the, the, the worship. You hear the minister, the pastor ministering on the love of God and the word of God. And it illuminates your spirit. Because that's what happens when you come to church. Your spirit becomes alive to the word because it loves the word. And so something should go off on the inside of you when you come to church. Yes, <laughs> it's the word. And so when it comes time, you're like, yes, I want Jesus. I want to be with him in heaven. I want to live my life for God. And you're excited. If you've ever seen anybody when they first come to church, they are illuminated. They have like a light on their face. We have people taking growth track today. <laughs> and they are so excited about church that they're getting they're taking growth track. They want to know more. What can I do? How can I help? What is church all about? Because they're excited about church. And this is what we've been talking about. This is my house. <laughs> but you're excited when you get Jesus or when you receive Jesus. And so you get off that fence. But you've been on that fence your whole life. You may have even been behind the fence. <laughs> then you get on the fence, and then Jesus takes you off that fence. So then you leave church. You are excited. You can't talk enough about Jesus and what he's done in your life. And, oh, my gosh, that whole next week, that next month has been nothing but the best days of your life. Let me tell you, there's no substance. There's no uh, vitamin. There's no pill. There, there's nothing in the world that can take the place of Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. It can get you so excited and on fire for life. But you know the thing is you got to stick with it. <laughs> We're coming back to that again. In the world, the world doesn't want to stick with anything. They want to give up. You make me mad. I'm going to quit on you. I'm leaving you because you just ticked me off, so forget it. That's the world we live in. I mean, you see road rage on the street. You see it in the grocery store. You see it in schools. <laughs> in schools where your kids are supposed to be protected. I mean, they are protected, but it's in schools. It's in places that it should not be because it's rampant. So you get off that fence, and you start living, and you're excited. But then life happens. And maybe those friends that you hung out with before, you're still hanging around. Maybe those relationships you're still in, and so what happens is, it's like somebody pulls us by the back of our shirt, our jacket, and pulls you back. 
and you start getting close to that fence. And if you don't stay in the word, stay going to church. Now, it's still exciting, but you're losing excitement because the world now is weighing you down. The things of the world, the Bible talks about that. The things of the world get in and they start weighing you down. Maybe you start going back to some old lifestyles. And so then you find yourself back up on that fence. And as I see it, it's just a lot of people are sitting on that fence just teetering. (laughs) I laugh because we've all been there. Just teetering back and forth. It's not a teeter-totter. It's a fence. So you either jump over the fence and go with God or you stay on the other side and it's going to take you down. Pastor talks a lot about a slippery slope. It just takes you down and you don't even know it. And then you find yourself in a place that's called miserable. What I just talked about. Poor, naked, miserable. I hate life. I can't stand where I am. I just want more. And the excitement is lost. There's a lot of Christians that are in that place. And I just I just believe God's just saying, awake, get off the fence. Go with me. Is it going to cost something? Oh, you bet. And that's why a lot of us stay on that fence, because that just costs a little too much that I'm willing to get rid of. But you see that God helps us all along the way. God helps you all along the way. So he talked about, verse 18, purchasing. That's what it says here. I counsel you to Purchase from me gold refined in the fire. When Jesus talks about fire, fire burns up that that needs to be gone. And it purifies you. So how do you purchase these things? By laying down your will. Or some may say it by laying down your life. Your will. Verse 19 talks about repentance. But repentance means you change your mind about the way you're living. You change your thoughts about the way you're living. So you no longer want to do those things or live that way. Your mind has to change for your life to change. That's why the Bible talks about renewing your mind to the word of God. So a lot of people get born again or, you know, on fire for Jesus. I've asked Jesus in my heart, and they're excited, but then they don't get in the word. And so, but life keeps coming in. And so if life and the world keep coming in, and your your word time is like this, and this is life, or this is TV time, or anything else, then you're going to fall away fall away. Over in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm just going to read this real quick. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. You know, when I read this, I can hear people like telling me those things like, man, people are just unthankful. People are just rude. <laughs> yep, they are. Unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. Oh, yeah, we see that. Brutal. They said that in the Bible. Brutal. <laughs> Despisers of good. Traitors. Headstrong. I got it. I don't need God. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I, lovers of pleasure. I want to live my life. I want to have fun. God didn't say you can't have fun. But there's a difference with I live to have fun. And you forget about your church. Or you forget about God. Uh, having a form of godliness but denying its power. For of this sort are those who creep in households and make captives. And we don't need to keep going. <clears throat> so the Bible tells us what to look for. You've probably seen people like this. Not in church. We're nobody in here. You've just seen people like this out there. <laughs> it sounds like we're in a cult. Well, out there. <laughs> but I know that you've seen this. And the Bible tells us about it, that when you see these things, and then you go over into more scripture, it tells you hurricanes, earthquakes, you know that Jesus is coming soon. And there's something in your spirit that ought to go off. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming for you. And so it just starts looking like this, that God wants us to make room for him in our life. Just making room for him. You go over to a story. This is like my favorite story in the Bible. If you've been around here a long time, you probably know this. But 2 Kings chapter 4. There's a woman there. There was a man of God. That would pass by her house. Often it said. So often. Every day. Every other day. Often. Passing by her house. So much so that she said. You know. Said to her husband. I think I, we need to make a room for him. The minute she said to her husband. We need to make room for him. She opened the door. For God, <laughs> for God's anointing, for Jesus to come in. You can ask Jesus in your heart, but still have your life closed up. You can give Jesus only little parts. And then, well, I'm, I'm going to do my thing over here. You know, so many times people come to church on Sunday 
and we're excited. We raise our hand. We are excited about God. We may even be in a bad mood, and we're, I love you, Jesus. Yep. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm at church. <laughs> but then Monday comes. The min- even the minute you walk out these doors, the devil is right there to say, oh, yeah, you think you got the word? <laughs> Let me test you a little bit. And the care says the cares of life start weeding out the word. I just get busy about life on Monday because it's the routine of life. Everybody has the routine of life. But in that routine, you have to open a room. And you have to make room for God in your life. You have to make room for church. You, you have to do it. I can't do it for you. You may say, well, it's easy for you because, you know, you're a pastor's wife. And it's easy for you to make room for church because you have to be here. Well, no, I made a choice to follow God's plan for my life. And God's, God has a plan for everybody. It's your plans just like mine. It's a little looks a little different. But if you're here, you followed the plan. And so that's where just consistency and sticking with it comes in. And we don't like those words. <laughs> because when I don't want to stick with it, uh, that's when I have to. Now, I don't want this to be condemning at all because we're, we're in this together. I just believe we're in a time where it's like, get off the fence. <laughs> There's people dying around you. They're going to hell. That should not be right for us or not be okay. That shouldn't be okay. So we're getting off the fence. And we're making room for God in our lives. She made the room for the anointing of God to come in and heal her life. Give her a son. (laughs) Do you see the story there? We won't go into it. But when you read that story, she made room and opened the door for God to come in. And in doing that, God changed her life. God gave her the desire of her heart just by opening and making room for him. When you go into scriptures and you look where Jesus was passing by. Just passing by. <laughs> There's a lot of people that pass by the church today, I'm sure. <laughs> Just pass by. Do you know, on Sunday mornings, if you've ever been to the store on a Sunday morning and thinking, you're making plans for your day, aren't you? And I, it doesn't look like church is anywhere in that. <laughs> just people just unaware of God. Church and God isn't just something we do for passing time. But it is the way we live life. And we live our life for God. So that when I, when Jesus comes and I stand before him, I made the choice. I live my life for God. I made room for him in my life. I made room for him in my children's life. 
Did you hear me, parents? You make room. You open the door for your kids. Now, they're going to come to an age where that's not for you anymore. Then they make the choice. But if they're in your house, you make the room. And you open the door for them in their life. But when you look through the scriptures, uh, Luke chapter 18, Jesus says Jesus was passing by. In Luke 19, he passed through. And then over in Mark chapter 6, I think we talked about this story not too long ago. They were in a boat on the water. And it says that Jesus saw them. And Jesus could have passed them by. But he didn't. You know what will happen if you make room for Jesus in your life? That you'll keep coming to church. Keep being consistent. Staying in the word the best you know how. You don't have to be in the word all day long. Just get into it. You know, when I go to bed every night, I, there, my Bible is open by my, uh, where I sleep, on my side. <laughs> but there's a scripture that I always like to read. And sometimes I change it to another scripture, whatever's in my heart. But what I'm doing by that is just getting the word in me before I go to sleep. And I just think on the word. And I go to sleep that way. When you're sleeping, the Bible, the word of God still works. <laughs> Isn't that cool? It works. So it's perfecting within you. So it's just being consistently in the word. Miss Gloria Copeland always says it that way. She she doesn't tell you you have to spend hours. She just says, consistently be in the word. Make it a habit. (laughs) And so by doing that, every time the Bible or Jesus, you're going through the fire every time you're in the word, in prayer. God's, it's refining you. It's purifying you. And you, you live life. But it's a constantly doing that. Constantly living for God. Consistently. And in staying with it, you'll not find yourself back close to the fence anymore. But we'll be away from that fence and we'll be living for God where God wants us. Fulfilling the plan of God for our lives. Over in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it talks about the spirit of God hovers over the earth. That's the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit is here on the earth still. We've talked a lot about the rivers, that there is a river. We even sing about the rivers. So we go to the left. We go to the right. Going to jump, jump, jump in the river. That's the river of God. It's not a real river. (laughs) But it's the river of the Holy Spirit. It's the river of God. And when you're saturated in that river, the Bible talks about there are rivers that are ankle deep. There are rivers that are knee deep. There are rivers, they just keep going up. 
How is it do we, that we stay in that? By what I said. Consistently living for God. What does living for God look like? Well, there's, there's fruit that abounds if you're living for God. People can see it. They want to know what's different. They may not understand it, but in time, they'll understand because they'll see the blessing of God on your life. And that doesn't just happen. The blessing of God. So that river is always here for us to step in. So when you come to church, you get exactly what you're looking for. If you come to church in a bad mood and disgruntled that you even had to be here, but you came, I'm really, I'm thankful that you just came. Because <laughs> there's something in just coming. <laughs> but when you come, just step out a little bit. Give, give God something. Just being consistent. Consistent with your heart. That God, I live for you, and I love you, and I'll do the best that I know how to do. I'm going to stop staying on the fence, but I'm going to get off that fence, even though it's really scary, because you know what? That old life is something we're used to, and so it may be, it's not better than the life God has for you over here. But so many times we stay over here because it's comfortable. I can figure it out. I can control this right here. Even though I'm miserable and I don't like it. But I, I can manage it. No, you're not managing it. It's just breaking you down. So we're just taking a step and we're coming over here. It is the unknown. It's the unknown because you have to step out and trust God. When you don't have anybody else but God to trust. But God will bring you through every time. Every time. He'll bring you out. Bring you through. He'll carry you further than what you ever could have gone over there. And, you know, in the, when you start to change things up, it's just kind of rocky and you really don't like it because you, ugh. It's just not what I'm used to, and I don't know. So it's uncomfortable for a little while. But then you, you hit the niche, <laughs> and you start moving. And then it's like, yeah, this is it. This is it. I'm so glad that I got off that fence. <laughs> I'm so glad I made the choice to change who I was hanging around. I'm so glad that I started going to church consistently because it has changed my kids it's changed my life we have multiple stories that way when they say church they really mean god (laughs) church family strengthens each other in god we help each other and so this is an exciting time to stay off the fence to be off the fence It's an exciting time to live for God because God needs us. 
in this day and hour. He needs us to be off that fence and ready for him, right? The Bible says that your best days are ahead, that you don't have down days, even though all the things around you are going on, but you have an assurance and a hope in him. We are children of God. And so it says that he will take care of us. That's his covenant to us. He will take care of us. And so we believe God at his word. Amen. You can go ahead and stand. So we're making the choice today. We're taking a step to get off the fence. And even though we've been off the fence many times, we've come back. But this time, we're not going back. We're not going back. So if you need help in that, you come find me. Because I like to help. Help people stay off that fence. That's what we're here for. (laughs) We have a lead team that is ever-present, ready to help you stay off that fence. There are people in this church a neighbor next to you that'll lock arms with you, say, let's stay off together. Let's do it. (laughs) Because we can with Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're helping us to stay off the fence and to go all the way with you, to live for you. We thank you, Lord, that we have the covenant of protection. And that you'll not leave us and you'll not forsake us. You'll not fail us ever. We thank you that we are going all the way and being consistently consistent in our living for you. In Jesus' name, amen. to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life